a dating and makeover expert where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I'm sure you hear all the time and until you learn to love yourself and be happy on your own, it's difficult to sustain a happy relationship with anyone else. Or you've heard an semblance of something like that. But what might be surprising to hear is that, you know, that love and self-awareness is actually even more powerful than the self-love, surprisingly so. It helps you have the life you always wanted for yourself, which directly transfers to your love life. So self-awareness, for those of you who don't really know that true definition, is the ability to see yourself super clearly, objectively, through reflection and introspection. I know that's like a psycho babble word, but in other words, it's just part of your emotional intelligence and how you express yourself internally. And that enables you to see what's going on inside your mind, your feelings. It's that moment you become so aware of your behavior towards other people, but also towards yourself. And self-awareness means that you are being brutally honest with yourself. And that's not easy to do. And I'm talking about everything, you know, your strengths, your weaknesses, your beliefs, your pre-assumptions, you know, all the things that affect people and yourself in your life. So once you know who you are, you can develop a healthy relationship with yourself. You love your strong points and virtues, but you also know that there are some things that kind of need some work. So you see, self-awareness makes you an amazing partner for a person to be with. And the more you explore yourself, your behavior, the more you are able to rationally see the big picture and the more successful you'll be in your life and of course, love. So in the end, if you are truly self-aware, you know you create your own happiness, you won't depend on someone else to create that for you. Let me say that again. When you can create that own, that own self-happiness and fulfillment with that, you will not depend on anyone else to create that for you. I, I often tell this story about this woman that I had worked with. It's so powerful, but I, I don't think I've gone into it in detail. I remember our first free call together as I offer, and all of you are invited for a free call, by the way, of course, if you didn't know that. She asked me the first question. She said, Kimmy, find me my soulmate. I said, sure, I'm happy to do that, but there might be uh, some work that we have to do along the way to get there. And the problem that she presented me with was that she hadn't found a man that, that really got her. And because of that, she thought she was extremely unhappy. And so she had been very focused on finding someone because she truly believed that it would be then and only then that she would be happy. But the truth was, was that she was not unhappy because she didn't find that guy. She didn't have the awareness that it stemmed from her own internal gremlins of not being good enough. And that was something that she heard time and time again growing up. And therefore, no one else really was. And it wasn't until we started working together that she realized that the criticism and negativity she received growing up was instilled 
a huge limiting belief for herself and a very low self-image. So through our coaching process, of course, I put her in clothes where she had to see herself as different and beautiful. We worked on being seen and heard with men as she learned to date smarter, not harder, but smarter online and did a ton of exercises where she gained sexy confidence and validation from within because she was always looking for the guy to give her the validation. She was finally learning it you know, from inside. And then guess what happened in the end of our coaching? Lo and behold, she found her soulmate. <laughs> and then she said to me, I remember on our very last call, she said, Kimmy, I am so happy for the first time in my life. I said, yeah, well, what, what's making you happy? And she said, well, surprisingly so, it's not the guy. I said, really? Well, what is it? She's like, for the first time in my life, I'm happy with me. And I don't think I've ever been. And I just, I mean, I remember there was like tears in my eyes as we were like celebrating that. And she knew that no matter what happened with this guy, and he was a great guy, she always had her. And she learned through a self-awareness and acceptance to really love herself. So with me today, enough of my babble, is a gorgeous and radiant woman who I've gotten to know personally and professionally. And she's going to help me talk about self-awareness, self-love. She's the guru. And oh yeah, we might even get into a little about sacred sexuality sprinkled in just to tease you. Um, She is a medical doctor, psychiatrist, podcast host, producer, author, and paradigm progression pioneer. Basically, she's the queen. She is passionate about bridging science, spirituality, and mental wellness. With in, uh, That inspired her to launch an educational mental health website, drdenisemd.com. Got to check that out. She's an author of The Mental Health and How to Thrive, and she reaches an international audience with her multi-dimensional transmedia content. She was honored to be a speaker at the Dalai Lama's Tibetan Medical Society. That is so cool in India and has been honored as top 100 health and fitness influencer. She now has a talk show, Keep It Real, and is honored to be Creative Minds Advisor for Hollywood Creative Academy. She produces and hosts her own podcast show, The Dr. Denise Show in which she interviews scholars, mental health advocates, athletes, and other influencers. Oh my gosh. Welcome, Dr. Denise. Thank you so much. Yay. Crowd goes wild. (laughs) (laughs) So great to have you. And I know we're going to have such a powerful conversation. Like there were so many directions that I know we could go and talk about today, but I just felt like you know, starting with that self-awareness, I, I think just trickles into so much, but I, I mean, you're such a powerhouse and I've gotten to know you personally, but I, I don't know if I really like heard your story and how you got into everything and how everything progressed. I'd love to hear it. Well, first of all, I want to be in sync with your intro. Your intro talked about awareness. And I love that mm-hmm. because when I was asked to speak in India and bridging Eastern and Western, I did this, I haven't even sent you the presentation, I'll send it to you, but it really all starts with the story for all of us is awareness, self-love, and then altruism. So Mm -hmm. when we're thriving, individuals thrive. And so across the board, that bridges science, spirituality, mental health. And when you say where I got started, I can tell you where I grew up, but I wanted to be in sync with what you're doing. I wanted to thank you. You've been on um, the Dr. Denise show on Let's Flirt, but I love the way you're bridging 
a deeper sense of self-love and everything starts with love and ends with love. And in all my media that I'm doing across the board, I have four series of the Dr. Denise show. My intention of launching into the global arena and it's happening and like being here is like a kiss on the cheek from the universe. Thank you, universe. Yeah, <laughs> um, it all starts with change the way we all think, talk and act about mental health. And I talked about the foundation of that in India and in all my different shows and reaching different audiences about awareness, self-love and altruism. So I, I can, I can start back where I grew up. I can go anywhere, but I just want to thank you mm. for your body of work, your ability to transition your story of being a therapist, working with so many different backgrounds, all race, all culture. And I think that's where we're in sync about loving all kind, but it starts with love within. A hundred percent. Amen. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there are so many like stories behind our story, right. And we could go in so many directions. I was just fascinated to how you bridged, you know, the kind of um, traditional psychiatry MD, you know, background into this focus of the self-awareness and we'll get into the neuro style too thing, which is also super cool. But I just wondered like what brought you into that passion and that focus. The passion of bridging science and spirituality. Yeah. I think it comes for all of us. When we even say the word spiritual, sometimes right away, the mind, the power of words, thoughts, and actions for all of us. Like even when you say spiritual, some people might be like, oh my goodness, we're going to talk about religion or she's going to be dressed in white going, oh, but I think, I think spirituality, spirituality and multidimensional self-love oftentimes comes from our own suffering. I think at times when we, I always like to talk about the fundamentals of being human. It's such a tough time to be on planet earth. And I even want to, this is part of just where I'm at as an empath that we are as a planet, right. As we're recording this, we're dealing with war. We're dealing with Ukraine and Russia. And I, I want to just do a sacred pause and send love to all of humanity. And we're all here together as light beings. So for me personally, I believe a lot of the spirituality, whether it's my doctor hat, my producer hat, my, my own journey of my own self-love that we, when we go into our own suffering, and we take a look at that. And that means anything we could have gone through a divorce, a betrayal, a fraud, a mental health crisis. When we go into our own suffering and we go deeper into our own self-love, that's where the bridge came for me. The more I've helped others to realize their own power of self-love and my own humility of being vulnerable with my own flaws, that to me is what the bridge of spirituality is. I, I mean, I can get super geeky about remote viewing, different things I've done, but just that pureness of all of us having different moments of crisis, stabilization, and thrive. And that moment to moment, crisis, stabilization, and thrive, and then the fundamentals, awareness, self-love, and altruism. So just like when we were kids, I don't know, do you remember when like the fireman came and told you stop, drop, and roll? Oh yeah. I remember that. (laughs) Yeah. So I like to have phrases that I can use that are self-soothing that I help myself and my patients. And so like, for instance, this year, my themes for all my different series and content are self-care is the new cool, 
um, deep play, which is why I feel like I'm so excited. Oh my God. Like deep play. I'm like, I want to play with you. And like, you did, so you just did some shows on play Mm -hmm. and then, um, love of all kind and love of all kind for me is beyond race, sexuality, gender. It's all sentient beings. Mm -hmm. So how do we take our knowledge and wisdom? I'm an MD, integrative psychiatrist, 40,000 hours. I'm an adoptive mother. I've had betrayal. I've been divorced, but how do I go deeper within for my own happiness? It all starts with our self-love. And so your um, we didn't even plan your introduction. I just want to, that to me is a, an example of being in synchronicity. Yeah. You and I did not even plan our outfits today. You're in style. I, I was about to wear a bright blue outfit and I'm like, no, I think I'm supposed to wear pink. I so, know. For those of you listening, you have to check us out on YouTube because we're so matchy matchy cute. <laughs> So I hope, I think this for me, I can go through different specific journeys, Mm -hmm. but to me, it's all a multidimensional way. And when you talk about awareness and self-love, I had this aha moment at oftentimes my aha moments happen in dream state or in the middle of the night. And I had an aha moment back in 2015 before I launched my brand in the universe. And I was reading the book Neurotribes Mm. and I love the power of words, thoughts, and actions and reducing stigma. And so when I saw a neurodiverse, neurotypical, I'm like, but wait a second, we all have a neuro style. You don't have to have a diagnosis. Like it doesn't have to just be that. So my passion is taking the knowledge and wisdom I have as a doctor and then reaching different audiences with different words, but they embrace your neuro style. Neuro style is we all process and perceive things in our own unique way. Oh, I love that. And we all process and perceive things in our own unique way. And that's the five, the fabulous five, biological, psychological, social, cultural, and spiritual. And then the sixth sense, intuition. Well, I I love all this. And right, there's like so much there. I want to go back to that notion of the suffering that you mentioned, because I think, you know, a lot of people listening, they might be stuck, right? They might be, you might be in a place where it's hard to just get back up, get yourself out there. Yet we all know that that's when we learn the most. That's when we have opportunity to become more self-aware and pull in and say, what can we learn from this, right? Are there some tricks or tips that you often like give people to help them come out of that, like kind of suffering so that they can use it for self-awareness? Yes. And so what I wanted to first say, because this is a dating show, but this applies to universal truths of life. Yeah. I think as a humanity, we've just gone as a collective and we still are in this kind of post-traumatic stress disorder, anxiety rollout of the pandemic. And this relates to dating. This relates to our children. This relates to hybrid hybrid workforce. So I feel like when we have self-love tool, like the simple things, Mm -hmm. the simple acts of love that we can do, which is really interesting. I, I looked up, you know, of course we've got Gary Chapman's languages of love. Right. I want to actually kind of bridge that into just global self-love. So there's the words of affirmation, 
quality time, giving gifts, acts of service, physical touch. Then I'd like to add a sixth one, which would be like a sacred, sacred love or sacred. It could be sacred sexuality for dating, ah. but just a sacred love, which is a more of an integration. So if I read those again, words of affirmation, quality time, giving gifts, acts of service, physical touch, then you could add your own spiritual practice. So we can take the five pillars of embrace your neurostyle to the five languages of love of Gary Chapman and how we get out of our own suffering is we have to nurture ourselves with small steps. So if we wanted to give an example with dating, maybe you and I could have some fun here. Um, okay. I am strategically single and happier than ever. So that story that you gave at the beginning was about going deeper in your own self-love. So I think if it's with regard to dating, should we have some fun with that right now? How to take Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I personally, I want to compliment you. I love your, I've listened to your shows and I love the diversification, like your own portfolio, your dating portfolio, mm-hmm. but that that's a universal truth for life. Mm-hmm. How do we have happiness? We have to bridge our work, our personal life. So I love what you said on one of your recent shows about dating that it's also your attitude. So if you're happy and you're doing your own self-care, which for me is swimming, I have, um, I believe that the soul lives forever. So I often light candles. For everyone listening, I am holding up a butterfly teeth. Now this was a gift a gift given to me by one of my dearest friends. So it's very reverent. So I have something that's symbolic with a lit, and lit candle. This inspires me to reach my higher self. So I would encourage people, if you have a friend or a bracelet or an outfit or something that makes you happy, I feel like when we're doing our own happiness, then we are going to attract more dating opportunities or attract more yes. opportunities. That's brilliant. I want to pause on that because it's just funny. Something like that just happened actually to a gentleman that I've been working with. And he, he, right. Like he was so focused on how like a woman could make him happy. And then Valentine's day just happened, you know, depending on when you're listening to this, you know, traditionally Valentine's day is for, you know, if you are with somebody that you exchange gifts and love and all that jazz, but really I've come to see it as just a celebration of love in general, whatever that looks like or means to you. And it does, you know, start with the celebration of that self-love. And I had him just take himself out that night and, and get dressed up with the new clothes that I put him in. And to your point, just like go to his favorite place and go where he felt confident in. And he did. And he said he had a great time, you know? And so again, it goes back to the, also that I think internal validation that you start building with that too. So I love that tip. So I also think when we use the word, I want to do like a myth buster on the word spiritual. Yes. Oh yeah, please. Because we've got, <laughs> we've got the linear universe. Yeah. Okay. Let me geek out everyone. This here I go. Universe. <laughs> Wait, 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 before you go into it, because people know me who listen to this, they know I'm not like very woo. So I'm really glad that you like debunked the whole, like, you know, I'm going to debunk the word woo because we actually, (laughs) um, you know, this is for another show. I'll view back on my show, but let me just say. We've got the linear and the nonlinear. We've got the Newtonian physics. We've got the quantum. So I've literally gone and trained with someone that was the first woman that worked with 
physicists at the time of the Cold War. So when I talk about things, I've gotten data behind it. A lot of times we read things about mindfulness and spirituality. I am a seeker, so I need to back it up with scientists, scientific data. And so do you. You love data. All your shows love have data. data. You're data. <laughs> wait, 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 ready? Data is our boyfriend. Okay. So, <laughs> so what's your example to tag off your beautiful example about that man who just was showing himself self-love wearing a new outfit? That is the unseen energy. The more our molecular DNA, our mitochondria, our cellular DNA, there's Bruce Lipton um, that talks about epigenetics. And we now know, we used to think back when I was in medical school, that was like a 50-50 nature nurture. But we now know that our environment influences our internal DNA, which is why I'm excited because part of your branding, Kimmy Seltzer, yeah. is beauty from the outside in. So that actually matches science. So when you dress that man in that outfit and he was feeling like, oh, I'm so dapper on Valentine's Day, um, you were helping him activate his greater heart energy, his cellular DNA. You, we start vibrating at a frequency where we're going to attract a higher, a better life partner, a better work situation. And so it's really all integrated. And I just want to compliment you on your journey and what you're doing. I've been paying, I'm eyes on you, Kimmy. Uh, I'm watching you. <laughs> and that's why I'm honored to be here. Oh my God. I love that. I love that you bring the science to the spirituality side of things too. Cause you know, it, it makes sense, everything that you're saying, but sometimes, you know, things feel like, oh, it's just like frivolous or, you know, one of the biggest things that people have been coming to me for on this point is they say, I just want to have fun. I don't, I don't know how to have fun. And it sounds so elementary and kindergarten, which is exactly what they need to do in order to be in their, in their play and their magnetism and their flirt. Right. And so, you know, there's even science behind play. And in fact, it's the number one trait that people look for in a partner. So it's like this stuff matters, you know, and I love that you bring the science to it. <laughs> well, and I, how, what are the chances that I get the blessing to meet you the first time I went out to play? Right. Which for everyone, you know, I'm a single mom, I'm a doctor doing telehealth and I do the risk benefit ratio like we all do. Cause this was at the time when Omicron was like rolling out. Do I go out? Do I have like, okay, we have to show our vaccination card. Who am I going to be meeting? And when I saw that Trent Clark, shout out to Trent. Yay, um, Trent. Trent. Trent helped us to be introduced. Yeah. So I made the decision to go out and play. So it has to do, you know how you have the strategic dating plan? Right. I had the strategic networking of, I'm like, wow, this looks like an amazing group of people. This is why I want to go out. And it, it, your values match my values. And to me, we can transfer that to our dating decisions. And I want to say something. We talked about the word suffering. I think it's really, really important, everyone, that if you have gone through a recent divorce, a recent betrayal, maybe a job change or your child suffering, I'm not saying don't start dating, but be mindful and work with your professional, your spiritual leader, your higher power to keep on your own ascension path of crisis, stabilization, thrive, and healing, and then be vulnerable. If you do start dating, 
be in the moment of now, which is what Kimmy talked about. And she also just recently talked about intentionality. Um, if we show up for ourselves and we show up with vulnerability, we're going to attract a closer relationship in whatever we're doing. And the more we have fun, we're, we get in this vibrational frequency that's healing. Mm, that is so beautiful. I'm glad that you mentioned that because, and I don't know if there's any like um, scientific kind of or spiritual techniques that you use when people are in that kind of rabbit hole, you know, when they're feeling in that, you know, state of crises or adversity or whatever that is, that is kind of keeping them in their cocoon. Cause I mean, all of this, you know, sounds really great. I'm sure you listening, if you're going through this, like, oh yeah, I should do that. Oh yeah. That, that does sound good. But at what point, like, does somebody leap and actually take action? I mean, are, are there any kind of yeah, techniques for that? I actually have a prop. Hold on Ooh, oh, it. we love props. So first of all, I've got <laughs> yeah. a lot of things. So number yeah. one, know your own thing that gets you excited to take action. Music. I was listening to music before the show. I just showed you the candle. But the more sensory input we do when we're wanting to change, the more we're likely to get unstuck. So I actually have this really cool. I want a shout out to my one of my dear spirit sisters, Christine. She got me hooked on these chakra journals. Oh, that's and so gorgeous. I've got different chakra journals. I'll I'll give you one. I'll give you one. Oh. Um, um, I have different journals that I use for different things. This is more of my ethereal. I call it my karmic burner journal, my manifestation. Then I've got another one. I've got my one that's more browser window. I call it karmic burners and browser windows. I did a show on that. Browser windows are the more boring activities of daily living. So if you're stuck and you're like, must go to grocery store, must pick up mail, uh -huh. like if you're just having like a low grade depression or a funk from the pandemic, sometimes just writing down a routine and one notebook. And that's your like, kind of like today I gave myself credit, make your bed, take out your trash. Then I'm like, Oh, I get to see Kimmy. So then in my other kind of journal or karmic mindset was play good music, wear a cute outfit, raise your vibration. Now, gratitude is something for all of us. Mm -hmm. Gratitude is rocket fuel for ascension when we're stuck. When we are feeling sad, at any moment, we can just pause. Here's another tip. Pause. I put my hand on my heart and I, I do that a lot. Mm. I seriously do this hand on my heart. And I not only imagine a deep breath and love to myself, I also send it out to the world. I did that this morning before the show because I was really sad when I read about Ukraine and Russia. And I wanted to make sure I came to this show happy. And I didn't want to put that energy, but I also wanted to be real. So I do, I have to do this throughout the day because there might be, because I'm, I've got my show, but I also am a mother and I'm also a psychiatrist. So throughout the day, I do these things to help me to not get as sad or not as get as stuck. So just in review for tips and tools of getting unstuck. You can have a journal and if it resonates, you can have one journal that's like your play journal and one that's like your adult kind of activities. And then um, if you love music or I like, I know I'm getting vitamin D today, I'm going to swim at one and like make each day like an itinerary. Sometimes when you've been stuck, I've had people this week in my practice, the teens that are still doing Zoom school mm -hmm. where they're just been stuck in the room. 
I just launched two shows on that about anxiety. It was kind of really good tips, but it was a little bit sad because a lot of people have been more doing hybrid Mm -hmm. and they feel like it's hard to leave their home still. They're not trusting the the news. They're not trusting that there's not going to be a different variant. So I hope I gave some tips and tools. That is brilliant. And I'll tell you one thing that you're saying that I think is really going to help you listening is that, you know, I, I work with a lot of people who are in their head a lot or they carry anxiety. And of course, like the environment has exacerbated that to your point. Mm-hmm. But what I love about your tips and tools is that it gets you out of your head and more in your body. And I think that's so crucial because when people are stuck and you, I know you know this, that's what keeps you stuck is it's the self-talk, you yeah. know, it, it, this, that blockage is all up here in the head. And when you move, when you leap, that's when things start like happening. That movement really is like, I love that um, metaphor of of the swimming. I know you swim, but it's just that, that motion of swimming and breathing and slowing down. And by the way, if you're a woman, what a beautiful like segue into feminine energy. So like how I bridge that because I know inquiring minds want to know all, all about the sacred sexuality, because <laughs> this is partly what you teach. And I, I did want to touch upon it and maybe we'll do a whole show on it, but can you, can you talk a little bit about that? So thank you. So first of all, I feel like all of us need to realize how powerful we are, That. Mm. The, a lot of times we've been told that our beauty comes from outside. Now, I'm not saying not wearing an outfit isn't cute, but that beauty of the self-love. So to me, sacred sexuality, I did uh, produced a series called the Ascension Series with Kathleen O'Toole. And we have a show on sacred sexuality with these amazing women talking about what it means. And it all it first started with self-love. But I think there's a lot of still shame when even you say the word sexuality people still are kind of afraid to talk about sex. So to me, when we add a mindful phrase, just like I add a deep play, the word deep I defined as, I actually had a dream when I I saw my (laughs) cursive and I saw deep and I saw divine, divine, exquisite, ethereal peace, deep play. Mm. So then sacred sexuality is yours. It's yours, Kimmy. It's mine. It's everyone. And when we have what I believe um, with Gary Chapman's languages of love that we went through, I believe sacred sexuality, this text back to your intro, which is there's no coincidences. Sacred sexuality is when we integrate and have deep, deep self-love. And we are, we get out of the way of shame, Mm -hmm. a lot of different, um, upbringings all around the world. There's shame around sexuality, losing your virginity, sharing your body. And so sacred sexuality is coming to peace with your own self-love. And then I believe you can, um, integrate as many languages of love as you want. I don't think there's just one or two. So, but my sacred sexuality also includes vulnerable conversation with your partner being honest and truthful I think there's times and you said this in our interview on the let's flirt when you came on that a lot of people go into dating or sharing their body their sacred sexuality without having clarity so for me I have clarity I, I won't give too many details but I just turned down a really fun date for this weekend really fun but when I got, I did a deeper dive 
And I found out that the longevity of what this person was going to want didn't match my core values Mm. of how I wanted to share my body. I was so thankful that they were truthful. I've been on dates where guys tell me what I want to hear because they want to have sex with me. But when, and this is for all of us, this is really important when you're out there dating and you finally are doing the flirting, you're dressing up, you're looking beautiful, you're strategic, as Kimmy would say, with your portfolio, you're doing online flirting, you're going to events, you're at the park, paying attention and aware, as Kimmy says, always be aware, Kimmy's dating tip. Um, By the way, she did a really cute flirt thing that I like. I want to master that. She did on (laughs) her little look that was like, (laughs) but this is play now. Like, woo, right? Right. So sacred sexuality is integrating those dimensions, Mm -hmm. integrating as many languages of love that you are comfortable with and being vulnerable, but it's also being honest with yourself and honest with your partner. I think a lot of the times people don't have the sacredness because they're not at a place of true self-love and they're not ready to be completely honest and vulnerable with another human being. That is so great. And I love how you tied it into the self-awareness because often, you know, that the sex part becomes an exchange based on what the other person wants. And then people get like drawn into you know, the act versus like what just happened to you being so crystal clear and what it is that you want. And by the way, you can have anything you want around that. And then it's your truth, right? It's, it's, it's what you want. So I, that's so powerful. And I wondered, does, cause we're talking a lot about the feminine part, but this applies to men too, right? 1000%. And I want to compliment with this. I'm barely giving any details on this because I want to be sacred about the situation. Right. Um, men and women, um, um, someone listened to our show, Let's Flirt. Yeah. And he actually said, Denise, I just want to let you know, because this is a younger male suitor. Like now that I've gotten to know you, I, there's no way I'm not going to lie to you. I literally, I literally, you were on my bucket list. I'm like, Oh my God. Ah. Like, Kimmy said that within the first 30 seconds, men usually know if they want to sleep with you. And he said that he just knew it when he hit the button on the, on the app. Yeah. <laughs> oh my he's, God. Like, he's like, he's like, I want to hunt her. But then what was cool is he listened to our let's flirt show. Yes. Then he was, he watched the sacred sexuality show I did. And he, I actually deleted, I probably shouldn't have, it could have been in a book someday. And I can, I can paraphrase it. Maybe we'll do a series of things together. You and I, because we're having so much fun. He literally wrote, Denise, you're just this amazing woman. I've gotten to know you. You have the most gorgeous soul, heart and mind. And you deserve everything you want. And it was just an honor that you took time out of your busy life to spend time to hold sacred space for me, to teach me about relationships and wisdom. And so it was just such an elevated way of interacting in a masculine and feminine way. Mm -hmm. I really have enjoyed, I love um, my male friends and I love my dating process because I look at it as a soul meeting another soul. And it's like, if you take, I know we still have to be the hot little, like attract the primal urges, which I want you to maybe talk about, but like that masculine and feminine energy, you have some masculine. I have, I believe at this point, one of the reasons why I'm truly happy is I'm an integration of androgyny. I have a very feminine energy, but I'm also in touch with some of my masculine energies. And for me, that integration, uh, you know, really is serving me well. And it, I think we all are on our own path with our own sacred divinity, whether we're masculine or feminine. 
That's so beautiful. Oh my, like we could go on and on and obviously I'll have you back on the show and we'll have another thing, but, um, I I would just like, I mean, there's so many tips that you gave, but is there any like kind of last gold nugget that you want to share with everyone before we leave? Be authentic, Mm. be vulnerable, be you and embrace your unique neuro style, the way you process and perceive and have, have a blast. Don't be afraid to make mistakes. Um, don't be afraid to be you. And also it, don't be afraid to trust, stay in your own in integrity and you show up and then you'll attract something that's like, watch and be amazed. Mm, that's beautiful. Dr. Denise, where can everyone find you again? Tell everybody. Oh, thank you. So I'm drdenisemd.com. And then I'm pretty much the show Dr. Denise shows on all the platforms, Spotify, Pandora. It's on my site. And also my sacred space is ascensionmedia.love. It's where I host the library of all the different shows. Uh, well, thank you so much. Like, of course, of course, this is amazing stuff. You're amazing. And to be continued. Thank you, Kimmy. <laughs> thank you for your body of work. Mwah. Mwah. And thank you for joining me today. You listening, this has been the Charisma Quotient. And I'm your host, of course, Kimmy Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know more, make sure you go to my site, KimmySeltzer.com. And if you think you might need some guidance on becoming more self-aware and that it could open up some doors for you and your love life, definitely hop on a call with me and we'll map out a strategy to do that. And remember, working on you is working on your dating life. That's all for now.